The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the seventh chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Jesus said, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruits. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. It's easy to hear Jeremiah and Jesus warning about false prophets this morning to think. That's a good warning, but it's not something that I really need to think about, need to be too concerned about. I could see how that would be a problem, how false prophets could be a problem. If someone showed up claiming to speak on behalf of God, to claim to have dreams they were announcing to us, of course, then we should pay attention to find out whether or not they were a wolf in sheep's clothing. But really, how often does that happen? How often does someone show up claiming to be a prophet? How often do I have to wonder whether there's a good tree or a bad tree with good fruit or bad fruit? It's easy for us to take that warning and to think that it's not for us. It's like driving down the road and seeing a side road with warning signs on it. Watch for falling rock. Slippery when wet. Watch for ice. Caution. Be careful. Danger. Narrow bridge. You see that side road off to the side and you think, thank goodness I'm not going down that road. I've got this road in front of me where it's pretty safe. There are no warning signs here. If I were going down that road, of course, I'd look out for all of those things, but that's not the road that I'm on. Those signs aren't for me. One of the first things to note this morning is that these warnings from Jeremiah and from Jesus about false prophets, those warnings are for you. The Bible is speaking to you about the dangers of the road that you are on, not about some other road. Here's what Jesus said just a few verses earlier. He said, Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many. The gate is narrow and the way hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. There is a path that is not dangerous, a path that is not littered with warning signs about dangers ahead. That path which is not dangerous leads to hell. It's a path with no hazards and no obstacles. The devil has nothing to attack in someone who is an unbeliever. He has no need to send false prophets to an unbeliever. There's nothing to deceive that person is already deceived. Their path is not dangerous. It's as easy as could be. But that's not you. You're not on the path to hell. You're on the path to life, to eternal life with your Heavenly Father. 
and the way is narrow and hard. Satan is after you, prowling like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. He throws every manner of obstacle in your way to make you stumble and trip, to injure you, and most of all, to discourage you, to make you turn back, or to go by a different way, to mislead you, so that you stray from the path and take the easy way instead. That is why Jesus this morning warns you, beware. He knows that the way is dangerous, and he wants you to reach the goal. One of the biggest dangers that Jesus identifies this morning is false prophets. And so Jesus tells you to look out for them. Don't listen to them, Jeremiah says. Don't listen to those prophets who fill you with vain hopes. But how? How do you know who the false prophets are? The first thing to observe here is that a prophet is not simply someone who foretells the future. That's what we usually think about when we think of prophesying, saying something about the future. But that's not, strictly speaking, the job of a prophet. A prophet is someone who speaks on behalf of God. In fact, anyone who speaks on behalf of God. You could also call a prophet a preacher, someone who speaks God's word, proclaiming God's word. So how do you recognize them? How do you recognize false prophets? I want to start with two ways you can't recognize false prophets. Two ways you can't tell them. Things you might expect to be able to discern in them, but are not, in fact, markers of false prophets. You can't recognize false prophets by expecting them to appear false. And you also can't expect them to look like prophets. That may be a bit confusing. Let me start with the second one. False prophets often don't appear to be prophets. This is where we have to pay close attention and where the task of a Christian is different from the task of the people in Jeremiah's day, for instance. We've been talking in Sunday morning Bible study about how to identify idols. And one of the big differences between our world and the ancient world is that the idols of our day do not advertise themselves as idols. So in our world, we don't have idols named Baal and Zeus and Athena. Sure, you could find them in some places, but not around here, not in America, not in the Western world. There are no temples and altars to those idols. And so you have to pay close attention in our world to see what people worship, what tempts us to stray from God. Our world doesn't appear to be religious, but it is, through and through. Everybody worships something. The same thing goes for prophets. While there are plenty of preachers and televangelists and people and authors who are speaking and writing about God and religion in our world, there's also a huge part of our world that does not claim to speak on behalf of God or to be saying anything religious at all and yet has lots to say about what's good and bad and right and wrong. The truth is that anyone who has anything to say to you about what's good and bad or right and wrong, that person is a prophet. They don't have to be speaking from their dreams or to claim to speak on behalf of God in order to be talking about the things that belong to God. In fact, in our day, claiming authority from God or claiming to have had a dream doesn't get you very far, and so most prophets don't make those claims. Instead, it'll be things like popular opinion or science or tradition, the way things have always been, the way things always will be. The point is this. Prophets don't always look like John the Baptist or like a street corner preacher. 
They don't always look like prophets. Think about who it is that you listen to, who you pay attention to, who you trust. Media is, of course, huge in our day. It's not just newspaper and radio any longer, but TV and movies and the entire internet is available to you as a means of prophecy. But it's also closer to home. It's your family and your friends, your teachers, the people you go to for advice, the places you look for wisdom, for answers to questions. Anyone who has something to say to you about what's good and bad and right and wrong, that person is prophesying. It's strange to hear, I know, because we think of prophecy mostly as being foretelling the future, but anyone who says something about what's good and bad and right and wrong is saying something about the things that belong to God. He is the one who decides what's good and bad and right and wrong, and anyone who says something about that is making a claim about God, whether they say so or not. They're speaking about the things that belong to God. Another way to say it would be this, that anyone who is trying to persuade you to move you to action concerning the things that matter most in this life. That person is a prophet. So you can't recognize false prophets by looking for people who look like prophets. Instead, you have to be on guard about everything that you listen to and pay attention to. Your attention matters. Now that's hard work. And it's especially hard because of what Jesus said in our gospel lesson. Not only do false prophets seldom appear to be prophets, but Jesus said they often, they seldom appear to be false. He says, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You can't expect prophets to look like prophets, and you can't expect them to look false either. It's like the trees that Jesus talks about. The good tree and the bad tree are indistinguishable. You can't see the rot inside of the bad tree. In fact, it may be the case that the bad tree looks healthier from the outside than the good tree. What does this mean for prophets? For the people who have something to say about what's good and bad and right and wrong, it means that you can't judge them based on their appearance. St. Paul tells us that even the devil masquerades as an angel of light. That means that the things that give a person authority in this world, the things that make people want to listen to someone, things that make a person respectable and trustworthy and attractive, things like success and popularity and eloquence and enthusiasm or being smooth and pleasant, those things mean nothing when it comes to judging a prophet. You can't look at the outside. It doesn't matter how they appear, whether they're well put together or in shambles, with bright white teeth or missing a few, with lots of followers, or with none at all, whether it's your closest family and friends or a stranger you've never met, appearance doesn't matter. You can't tell a false prophet by looking at them, by judging the way the world does. Instead, Jesus says, you judge a tree by its fruit. You can't simply look for a tree that you like, a tree that appears good and just set to eating its fruit right away, without first inspecting the fruit. But once you've inspected the fruit, you can know whether the tree is good or bad. Jesus says that a bad tree cannot bear good fruit, and a good tree cannot bear bad fruit. So when you've found good fruit, you know you've got a good tree. The fruit of a prophet is what he says, his words. Words are undervalued in our world, but from God's perspective, they mean everything. Words, of course, are the way that God created the world. 
And they are the way that he forgives your sins, delivering a promise based on the blood of Christ. Words mean everything. Are they God's words or the words of a man? The hard work of being a Christian includes paying attention and testing everything that you hear, all of the words that you hear against what you know from God's word. Don't let anyone tell you what's good and bad or right and wrong without checking whether it agrees with God's word or not. And don't discount or ignore what someone says just because you don't like it without checking whether it comes from God's word. That's hard work. And that's why knowing your Bible is so important. And it's why the small catechism is so valuable. The small catechism is like a cheat sheet, an easy reference, so that the truths of God's word are always ready and available to you. Hold it dear. Review it. Remember what you've learned. It's worth pointing out that the words of the false prophets in Jeremiah's day are very similar to a lot of the words that we hear from false prophets in our day. This is what Jeremiah said. Do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you, filling you with vain hopes. So they try to make you hope in things that have no substance, things that do not last, things that promise but cannot deliver, things like success and money and health and family and friends. They speak visions of their own minds, Jeremiah says, not from the mouth of the Lord. They say continually to those who despise the word of the Lord, it shall be well with you. And to everyone who stubbornly follows his own heart, they say, no disaster shall come upon you. Those could be the words of the false prophets in our day. False prophets are always trying to downplay the danger of sin, the danger of unbelief and turning away from God's word. They are always trying to convince you that everything is going to be okay, that you should follow your heart, that God's word is all right, but don't be so religious or dogmatic about it. It's fine if that's your opinion, but really there's no such thing as truth. There's a lot of gray area instead. They even take the gospel, the good news about Jesus dying on the cross to forgive your sins, and they use it to say, see, you don't have to worry about sin anymore. See, he's over and done with it. But what makes God's word so precious is that it lays bare our sinfulness and the wrath that we deserve on account of sin. And it shows us a Savior who suffered that wrath on the cross so that we too could die to sin with Christ by baptism into his death and rise again with him to live a new life. God's word continues to warn us of sin, even as it warns us of false prophets, so that as we make our way down this narrow and difficult path, we would be alert to the dangers that threaten to disrail us, to derail us, or discourage us, and make us abandon our way. It can seem grim sometimes, I feel this myself, it can seem grim sometimes to hear all of the warnings that Jesus has for us in this life. The gospel is full of Jesus' warnings. Beware, he says time and again. But warning signs on a road are not meant to keep you in place. They're not meant to ruin your journey. Instead, warning signs on the road are meant to help you reach your destination safely. They're there because although the way is narrow and difficult, it is the way that leads to life. Beware of false prophets. Listen carefully to God's word. Pay more attention to his voice than you do to any other. Do not be deceived by those who, look like, who do not look like prophets. 
Anyone who has something to say about good and bad, right and wrong, that person is prophesying. And do not be deceived by appearances. Don't measure trustworthiness and reliability the way the world does. Instead, learn to know the trees by their fruit. The truth speaks for itself and does not need the glitz and glamour of this world to commend it. The truth of God's word is the measure of a prophet. Listen to what God says and then judge whether what you hear is the fruit of a good tree or a bad one. It's hard work, but just as Jesus said it would be, it's the narrow way, the way that leads to life. He would not have sent you on this way if he did not mean to see you through. Hold fast to his word and promises. Put your trust in him. Listen for his voice. He is God, our God forever and ever. He will guide us forever. To him be glory now and always. And may the peace of God which passes understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus forever. Amen.